This is Wednesday, December 29th, and we're continuing this week our study of the call. We have seen so far that our first call is to God himself, to enjoy and glorify God. Now, God isn't an idea or a force. God is personal, and God wants us to know him. Now, of course, on our own, knowing God is impossible. We can only know God as God reveals himself to us. And this is true of any person. You cannot know a person unless they let you in, unless they reveal themselves to you. Now, as hard as you might try, there's a limit to what you can know about someone unless they open the door and invite you in. Sandy and I sometimes watch movies in the evening after dinner. And we recently saw two movies, romantic comedies, and in each story, there were immense barriers between the man and the woman. It didn't look like connection and real relationship would ever happen. Then one of them decided to let the other in, to open up, to become vulnerable about their lives, to share their story, and also to their pain. And it was then that the other's guard was dropped, and deeper sharing began to happen. Now, maybe you've seen this in your relationships. Someone has to take the first step in opening up. And this is what God did by entering our world in human flesh. God showed up. Jesus told his disciples that he shared with them all that the Father had shown him. Jesus wasn't holding back. Here's our text for today, Hebrews 12, 2-3. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Now, what our text for today says is that there's always a cost to loving. Jesus faced opposition from the very people he came to save. Even the disciples ran off when Jesus was arrested and then later lifted up onto the cross. They scattered, and Peter even denied that he knew Jesus. But you see, Jesus was the love of God in person and in action. I believe every calling in our broken world, beginning with your calling to God, has a cost. If you try to bring change, some people will feel threatened and oppose you. If you step out, others may envy you or even reject you. Sometimes to pursue your calling will mean misunderstanding. I think of my own efforts to help one of my children to find their calling. I thought I understood this child and could help them, but often I got in the way. My motives were good, but it wasn't helpful. I remember my dad and how he loved me. But once I discovered my calling, he tried to dissuade me from pursuing it. He even brought in the big guns to set me in another direction. One day he brought me in to visit with our pastor, and my dad hoped that the pastor would agree with him and exhort me not to pursue ministry. 
But as it turned out, my pastor encouraged me to seek the calling of God and then once discovered to follow it wholeheartedly. That is what this study is about this week. It's a process guided by the Spirit of God to direct us in life to the place God has for us. Now, across the generations and cultures, different people have had very different ideas of how people discover their calling. For example, maybe you've heard of the acorn view, the one that says it's really already wired in, the, in your heart from when you were first born. And what you do is that acorn grows into the mighty oak, so also what's found in you as a child grows into full flower with your adulthood. For example, the renowned violinist and maestro Yehudi Menuhin was only three when his parents started taking him to see orchestras perform music. Before he turned four, he asked for a violin of his own to play. You see, the desire and interest was there in him from the beginning. This is the acorn view. The Greeks had another view. They thought that each person had what they called a daemon. This is the word they used to describe an attending spirit that helped to guide you along the path that you're meant to go on. Now, we learned yesterday that we have the direction of the God who made us, direction given by his spirit. God often guides us along the path of our giftedness. Our lives in this sense are a form of stewardship, putting to use in God's world the abilities that God has given to us. For us, often the first question we receive when meeting someone new is, well, what do you do? Like, what do you do for a living? And we may answer, I am a truck driver, or I am a teacher, or I am a surgeon. We have connected what we do with who we are so deeply that this is how we have come to define ourselves. This is what we believe our identity to be. But we have learned along the way that God and our calling to him comes before that. Instead, I would say, I am a child of God who practices law. I am a child of God who teaches children. And so on. You get the idea. This always reminds us that we are not what we do. That's not our identity. We have already commented on the joy that was set before Jesus. It was this joy in his Father. In other words, Jesus fulfilled his earthly calling even before going to the cross by remaining faithful to and always standing in his primary calling of his Father. And that's what we are called to do. That's just who we are, how we are meant to pursue our calling as well. It was we started with relationship and our ability to know God. This is where God calls us to know him and walk with him. And that begs, of course, the question, do we see our primary calling to God himself? Do we understand that we are first children of God? That's our identity who we are. And it is from this place we're in a position to get our vocational perspective right and not to make of our doing or our work 
idols. To do all for the joy set before us, even though it may be difficult and involve sacrifice. And yes, we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's pray. Lord God, we think we must do something for you, but remind us that you made us for yourself and that our hearts are restless until we find rest in you. Thank you for Jesus, the one that not only shows us the way, but makes a way for us through his death and resurrection. We pray in his name. Amen.